0: Welcome to Hope Reclaimed. On this podcast, we talk about lasting healing from divorce, trauma, and loss through Jesus Christ. Because healing and true redemption have already been extended by a good God, sometimes he's inviting us to partner with him and receive that healing for ourselves. My name is Ellie Hope Collins and I'm the host of this podcast, founder of hopereclaimedministries.com and a coach for individuals healing from divorce, trauma, and loss. In 2016, I discovered my ex-husband's long-term affair, and I was totally broken. Although I was desperate for a restored marriage, that's not what happened. But it wasn't until I chose to go back to every restaurant, listen to every song, and relive every memory that reminded me of my marriage, and truly surrender everything to God, that I really began to live a reclaimed life. And I am now on a mission to help men and women just like you see true and lasting healing through Jesus. Whether you're experiencing the painful effects of divorce, grieving the death of a spouse, or beginning to accept the loss of a dream, you're in the right place. Complete healing and restoration is possible. Welcome to Hope Reclaimed. Hey guys, we are continuing our series today on community with my friend Dawn Loshi. Dawn is an awesome woman and she has some amazing experience and um, insights around the areas of being a single mom and finding community around being a single mom. It's a hard journey and maybe you're a single parent and you've struggled in this area. I believe that you're going to find some awesome resources and encouragement from Dawn as she shares her experience. This was not something that she thought was going to happen in her life. And suddenly she found herself in this position of needing support and encouragement as a single parent. And so if that's you, enjoy this episode even if it's not you i believe you're going to find some great insights and encouragement that Don will share around shame around rejecting shame and finding people in your life and in your corner that can give you support and encouragement through going through hard things enjoy this episode Don. thank you for coming welcome to hope reclaimed how are you i'm good i'm good thanks for having me of course this is my pleasure i'm so excited to dive in a little bit with your story, but also just what the Lord has done in your own heart where he's leading you and guiding you. And we have a, a, um, a shared love for, um, a wonderful organization called connected families. Jim and Lynn Jackson have actually been on the podcast before, and they were talking about their marriages, but, um, (laughs) but connected families, do you want to just share a little bit about them and like maybe how, how you're connected with them?
1: Um, sure. I um I actually was writing show notes for another podcast, and on that podcast they had an episode with Jim and Lynn Jackson. So as um for Connected Families. So as I was listening to them interview them, um I, you know, I'm, I'm taking notes, doing things, show notes, but I'm also listening to Jim and Lynn's story and them talk about this parenting framework. And I was just almost in tears. I thought I have read so many parenting books and learned so many parenting things and something about what they said just brought everything together into something that made so much sense and felt so very personal and profound and um very doable and just like it made sense this is how jesus loves us
0: yeah this totally and
1: so i was just you know a very um very much um immediately drawn into that and um so then i actually ended up um becoming a, a copywriter for connected families and now so i'm fun. writing show notes for their, their podcast, which is, you know, it's absolutely fantastic. I mean, it's, um, I I can't picture a job I, you know, would love more right now. And of course, then I'm, um, I'm also just, you know, every time I'm, I'm listening to these podcasts and I'm doing it for the purpose of, you know, writing summaries and, and together for the audience, but I'm also just digesting all this stuff. And it is just, it, it is fantastic. It's been a life changer for for me, for my kids. So super Praise thankful God. that I, super thankful. And you could say I stumbled upon it, but we know yeah. that that's not how God works. I'm just <laughs> super thankful for these divine connections right? that come in and connect us to the things and the people that we need.
0: Totally. That is so amazing. Yeah. They're, they're awesome. We're not here to talk about connected families, but (laughs) everyone should go check them out, especially if you're a parent, because it's really wonderful. Um, really, really great goodies. But, um, but I would love for you to just share a little bit about who Dawn is, where you live, what you do, what fills your days.
1: Um, well, I am, so I live in the central Wisconsin area. I have three children, Um, three girls, 17, 13, and 11. Um, And I homeschool. And then I also work several jobs, um, uh, some of them from home. So our days are pretty busy. Yeah, no
0: (laughs) kidding. You're juggling a lot of things. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I'm just, I'm really thankful that I was able to continue um, homeschooling. It's just been such a huge source of um, I think confidence building for my kids and, um, and, and I enjoy doing it. I've, I've, um, have experienced having been a a teacher in classroom settings. So, um, so yeah, so that really fills our days, like, you know, kids activities and the different things that they're involved in. Um, I'm also, I'm also a freelance writer and, um, so that is also a huge passion of mine that I, and we're involved in our church. Um, yeah. So I, I think that pretty much sums it up. <laughs> yeah. You got
0: your hands in a lot of different areas. And yeah. I mean, that, that yeah. I, I love that with like, with creative people that we're we very, we very rarely just like do one thing, <laughs> I know. you know, we have our hands in a lot of different things like, Oh, I also like doing this and I want to dabble in this. And, and it's, it's clear that that's, that's you, you're creative. Um, but also it's very, very clear that you have such a passion for your kids and for, for their future as well. So yeah, that's, that's so beautiful. Yep.
1: Yep. It's, uh, you know, and it's it's not easy, you know, to be staying at home and working several jobs to be able to homeschool kids. It's not like this dream, you know. It's yeah, my okay. dream to be able to be with my kids, but you know, it is. It, it takes a lot of work. It takes a, a ton of dependence on Jesus, just lots and lots of Jesus, yeah. like you know, all Seriously, day yeah. and and good friends and good community. So there's lots of things that come together to be able to help me. So I, I just have. I have great community around me and great friends that have been there for me and kind of held me up when I needed it. And I could not do it without that.
0: Seriously. Praise the Lord for that because my gosh, I mean, the community aspect makes or breaks the the healing process of divorce. I'm not kidding. I mean, it is is pivotal if you're not, if you don't have a good community and some people don't have it when they're going through it but then they find it, you know, yeah. and some people have it already, which is amazing. That's yeah. the best. Um, and then some people, they think they have a great community and then it kind of peters out as they're going through pain. So I, it is so encouraging to me when I hear people say I had great community, had people that were checking in on me <laughs> that were, they were um, supporting you and uplifting you in that really painful time.
1: Yep. And I would definitely say I fell into several of those categories.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: I, in, in one sense, I had great community and in one in another sense I had to rebuild. Um, mm. of, um, so for example, my church, my pastors, my church, the people, my church family were yep. phenomenal. They were, they have been there for me through every, you know, every, all, all the many tears that I've cried the, the financial difficulties, you know, just all that came in. I just, I always knew that my church was there for me. And, um, I think one thing I appreciated too, was, um, you know, shortly after the divorce process began, um, I also lost a ton of community, not Mm. within my church. And that includes, it included relatives. It included friends. It included lots of friends from other churches in the area. And I just lost so many relationships. Um, I can't fully pretend to understand why I can certainly make guesses. I, 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 but I do know that you know, people who used to talk to me suddenly didn't Hmm. or kind of a polite smile, but sort of like, you know, um, (laughs) there was so much shame and rejection from people who never talked to me, never heard a word of my story. That was intensely painful. That was so intensely painful because I, and for a while I thought, if this is what the church is when, and I mean, not like my church, but like the church, you know, the, the big church. C
0: church. Yeah. yeah. If this
1: is what the big C church is to people who are going through this stuff. Not sure. I want to, have, you know, I went through it. Right. I don't know if I want anything to do with this. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure this is not how the church is supposed to be,
0: hmm. you know,
1: like you know, going through divorce is absolutely a pain worse than grieving a death. It was, um, you know, it it was absolutely heart-wrenching and, and so many people did not know my story. And yet, um, and, and even those who kind of did know a little bit, there was just a lot of invalidation. So, um, Mm. I had to just kind of say, all right, the community I thought was going, some of the community I thought was going to stick with me, Yeah. They're, they're not, they're not a part of what I'm going through anymore. And I just had to cling to kind of this small and mighty tribe that I had. Mm -hmm. Well, look, I don't care how small my tribe is. My tribe is good. You know, like people at my, I go to a, you know, a smaller church. So the people at my church, my pastors, I had a, you know, I have a group of friends um, a small group of friends that have really stuck by my side through thick and thin. I'm so grateful for them. And so, and then God started bringing some new relationships to some new yeah. friends that I didn't have before. Um, so community is huge and you can have a wide mixture. You can have some, seriously, you know, it can be a big overlap, but um, you know, ultimately I think the hardest thing for me was letting go of relationships that I wanted so badly to work. Like if we could just sit down, if we could work this out, if you could hear my story. And Mm -hmm. I realized this is never going to happen. They, you know, this person has made this choice and to let that go with some grace and say, okay, Lord, you know what? Um, I, these people are still beloved by you. Yeah, And I am not going to walk in bitterness, but I have to move forward with a community that's going to be with me. So I really worked through a lot of that. And and I just letting go of that and, and being OK with that without judgment, Um, getting to the place where I'm not judging them for the decision they made, but just saying, OK, this is. The path that God has me on. These are people that God placed in my life, and I'm fully embracing that while wishing the other people well. Now, I didn't do that like overnight because that was was a lot (laughs) of tears and a lot of heartache to get to that point.
0: But when you get there, it's very freeing. Oh my gosh! Well, I think the 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 important distinction that you're having here is that you know you're. this is this is the difference between having a victim mentality and having a a, a, a victor mentality (laughs) this is the difference between saying like oh well now now I'm losing all these people and they're you know they're they're leaving me and all that stuff that's being the victim and there is a time to be there we've all been there right (laughs) yeah we've all been in that state of like poor me Um, but, but in just saying, you know what, um, this isn't the way that I thought it would be, but I'm grateful for what I have. And I'm grateful for the community that I do have. And these people aren't right for my season now. (laughs) So I'm just like releasing that and moving on. That is hard. That's really, really hard, especially when it can feel like when you're going through a divorce or you're going through something challenging that everything's piled on each other. You're like, oh, I lost my husband, lost my house, lost my life, I lost this, this, this. And now I lost these friends and I lost this family that I thought would be with me too. You know, it all kind of compounds on itself. Did you experience that? 100%. Yep. You explained that perfectly. It's like grief
1: upon grief. It's, it's, it's not just the loss of a marriage, which is already devastating in and of itself. It's the loss of all that came with that
0: and all these relationships. It's absolutely. It's really, really hard. It's super, super challenging. And, um, yeah, so I'm, I'm sorry that you experienced that, but I'm so grateful now that you have this experience and the perspective of, well, I'm grateful for the, for the relationships that I have and the friendships that I yes. do. Have. And the friendships that I have,
1: there is a depth now to, you know, the, the, the people that the people in my life that have really stuck with me, man, there is a depth in those yeah. relationships that what, you know, is even, even deeper, even better and um, so I just wouldn't trade that, you know, you know, I, you can, I think you can, you know, they talk about having a both. And I think you can have a both. And where you, you grieve the loss of relationships that you're sad to see go, and you can fully embrace and rejoice in the depth and the beauty of the relationships that have, have, you know, made it with you and the wow. friendships that have stuck with you. Um, so that was helpful too, to, to, be able to allow myself that grief while also just holding tight and having such gratitude for the, the friends that were still there for me. Wow. Um, That was really helpful too to, to really embrace that. And, um, and I feel like I have learned that when I would kind of share my, some of my deep heartache with my close friends that I had, that they felt more of a permission to share some of their more deep heartaches too, that they were going through. So I felt like I got to know them on a better level Mm -hmm. too. I'm like, oh my goodness, I'm also, I'm also learning more about you. And I think that's really important.
0: Honestly, that is, that is such a huge thing. That's actually one of my favorite aspects of going through something hard and bringing other people into it because vulnerability just breeds more vulnerability in a really yes. good way and yeah. i love i love that i love that you experienced that because when we yes when we do share the stuff that we go through to be able to have open ears and open eyes to the other pain that other people are experiencing yes. is huge yeah. because a lot of times when we're going through stu- hard stuff it can feel like oh my gosh i'm the only one going through hard things but yep. to be able to hear and be attuned to other people's pain, whether that's past or present, um, can, can really bring some perspective to the pain that we're experiencing in our life and help, help lead us out of it, right?
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, because that's how we were designed to do life was in yeah. community. We we're designed to do life in relationships. And um, when you let people be there for you in your deep pain, cause it's easy to push people away sometimes too, you, yeah. you let people be there for you. And then you feel, then they feel like they can let you in and be there for, for them. Seriously. And um, just what a huge blessing that has been. My, my friendships have been um, just a, a, an incredible blessing to me.
0: Praise God. That's so yeah. awesome. I'm yeah. interested to hear for you. I mean, cause we talked a little bit about single parenting kind of yeah. at, the, at the beginning here. How has, how has that transition been in terms of your community? Um, because that's a huge life shift of, of parenting with someone else to then being a, being, being a single mom, co-parenting with someone else, but, um, but possibly bringing other people in and what did, what did that community aspect look like in, in transitioning to be a single mom? Um,
1: you know, I, the one thing that I'm really grateful for is that, um, I have always had like a pretty close relationship with my kids. Like it's, (laughs) you know, so we went into this season, not perfect. And, you know, there was a lot of things that helped us connect even better, but we did go into that season with a pretty, you know, grounded relationship. Um, and that was really helpful. Um, then I would say, um, my probably, you know, my, again, my close friends and my church community were a huge part of coming alongside of us and helping. And sometimes it was financial. Sometimes it was, you know, jump starting a car that, you know, had broken down or, um, just people who would come along and love my kids and say, and invite us over for dinner or come over to our, our house. And, um, you know, or like buy my kids a special Christmas present, you know, that maybe they knew I um, just, you know, and, and just being there and encouraging yeah. my kids, speaking life into my kids and just making them feel like they're special. Um, our, our, our pastor um, has kind of met with my kids once in a while and done a little bit of a Bible study with them. And that's so been such a big deal that like he, you know, he just sits down and he relates to them and, and he, and he, you know, just kind of pours life into them. And one of my kids said to me, um, Mom, he makes me feel like I'm I'm important. And oh, so yeah. That's
0: so, so sweet. <laughs> you know,
1: you know, just to have um, so just you know, having having um like our pastor and his family, and yeah. other families at church, and and friends who have spoken life into my kids, hmm. and like you know, different homeschool friends that they have that they'll go and play with, and you know, hang out with, and sometimes those parents will speak life and say into my kids too, and so they feel this sense of community around them that they have a place. They're not shamed, yeah. they're not rejected, they're not broken. They are fully members of a community that sees so much good and potential and, and, and just sees the life in them. And I think that's, that's the biggest way. I think that um, it's been helpful is having life poured in from other sources
0: too. Oh my gosh. That's awesome. I mean, (laughs) what, what, what that makes me think of is we should just be doing this to everybody, you know, we should be right. pouring into everyone's kids like that. Um, but it makes it so much more special knowing that your family, your family unit needed that.
1: Yes. You no, know,
0: your kids needed that. You needed that mm-hmm. to know that there other people supporting and, and encouraging and uplifting your children yeah, we can do that to anybody's kids, (laughs) to anyone, any family, but there's something very special about, I'm sure receiving that gift Mm -hmm. of seeing that other people were seeing your kids that were loving them and supporting them. And in that way, loving and supporting you.
1: Yes. And I think, I I don't know, you know, I don't understand what it's like to be a child of divorce, but I think Mm -hmm. there was just a real feeling of, That almost that there was something wrong with them, that they were different than other people, especially I think in the Christian community, sometimes it's, you know, um it it was just hard. They sometimes felt like the odd kids out. That was really hard for them. And so to have other people speak this, like you have a purpose, you know, to to continue to speak purpose into them. Um, it was just a, a really big deal. I think. And again you're right anytime for single moms or any anytime when you can come in and affirm a child's gifting like when when someone would see something my kids are good at like my oldest is really good with younger kids she's 17 she helps teach younger kids in like um, children's church and stuff and people would speak into that gift and that was just huge for her so yeah. when you when you see another kid's gift man, speak into that. Say like, I see this in you. You know, I see God working in you. And that's just really uplifting, I think for any kid, but especially for my kids, that was a big deal at the time.
0: Yeah. I try to, I try to reframe the, I mean the, the phrase, if you see something, say something. I mean that, that, (laughs) you know, that, that I know that that means something different, but with this, and I think really just when, when you're seeing something beautiful, say something, Encourage and call that out. We okay. don't do that enough. We I really know. don't. Like, I agree. Like if you're, if, yeah, I love what you're saying. Like calling out that beauty in someone, and especially yep. with kids, calling that out and saying, "Man, God has given you this gift of, of you know, of loving, of loving other children, <laughs> or, yes. or being persistent." You know, and I, um, yep. this is another another way that connected families um, you know, the, that they, that they kind of reframe, they help to reframe misbehavior yeah. when, when, um, when a kid, when a child is, is experiencing misbehavior and going, you know, doing something wrong, <laughs> instead mm-hmm. of saying, stop doing that, don't do that, but saying, wow, you really have, it's, it's this gift gone awry. Like if they're, if they're complaining a lot, um, to say, instead of saying, stop complaining, stop complaining, Um, when that's a lot of people's reaction, but you can say, wow, (laughs) you're being really persistent. God has made you to be a persistent person. (laughs) Yes, I love that
1: perspective.
0: I love it too, because it's reframing this. And then instead of the child or adult too, I mean, hello, this pertains to me as well. Instead of just being like, oh man, I'm so terrible because I'm complaining all the time, but saying, thank you, God, for making me this way. And I'm just going to turn that into worship. And I'm going to stop using it in this bad, (laughs) in this wrong way. I'm just going to turn that over to be persistent in prayer or something like that.
1: Yes. I love how you explain that. I love that. That makes, you know, it's just such a great way to communicate that, that, you know, instead of bringing shame to ourselves Mm -hmm. or our kids over the behavior about the behavior to, to look underneath the surface. Yeah. You know, so I I love how you put that, and isn't that what Jesus does with us? You know, so true. He's, he's not going, whoa, blew that one. You know, he's going, what's going on in your heart? Like I really yeah. care about your heart, and mm-hmm. and so um, we should care about each other's hearts and about kids' hearts. And yep,
0: absolutely agree. That's so yeah. I I think that's just such an important perspective. Um, but I'm interested to hear for from you how has the the community that's come around you in this time how has that changed your perspective of your season um and how has it changed your perspective of being a mom
1: there's there's probably two perspectives there one is i saw how i i felt how um judgmental um i guess people, Mm. Christians could be people in, you know, the big C church, Could I felt how judgmental and and harsh that could be. And I also felt at the other end of the spectrum, how amazing and life-giving they could be. Mm. And it gave me this vision for me, myself, what kind of person do I want to be as the, as Jesus to other people? Wow. You know, it just gave me a new perspective, like, You know how how I received grace during that time and ways I did not receive grace, and it just really made me think and pour into my kids too. But it really made me think about, wow, are there ways that maybe I could be giving more grace to other people so that they do not feel like how I felt because I don't want anybody to feel like that. And so I think it gave me a deep sense of um, a deep sense of a, a, a maybe more understanding and more wanting to understand, like having, I just had more of a desire to kind of keep my ears and eyes open and my heart open for how others could be receiving more grace and and mm. feeling more grace, um, and feeling more of like, what is the church supposed to be? What, what is that supposed to be for somebody else? And so I, it, it totally changed my perspective in that way.
0: Wow. That's um, huge. Yep. Yeah. That's so so big.
1: Yep. So I think that's a big way. And just knowing again, that the community that accepted me and loved me, it's like, wow, is like, that is kind of how Jesus loves me. Like, you know, you sometimes think, oh, I've cried too many tears. I've had too many problems. I've come to too many friends with too many difficulties. (laughs) I must be sick of hearing about it. And, And they never, you know, they, they never say, you know, like, you know, my, my close friends that have stuck with me, I've never heard them say, you know, I'm like, so done hearing about this now. And you've just kind of like worn out your grace. And that's, you know, obviously that's, that's never happened with my close friends. It's just, and so that that's been a big deal too, of understanding God's grace is grace upon grace upon grace. You're never, you're, as many times as you come to him crying and messy, or you you blew it with your kids, or you are just stuck in the same spot again. And God is just continually embracing, 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 and rejoicing over you. And that just never changes. His grace will not run out.
0: And so I think that's been a good lesson too. That is that is so 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 important, and I'm so glad that you had that from other people. I think a lot of and a, a lot of times what we can be experiencing from other people in the church, but even just from the enemy and the lies that can come up about that is that um, is is shame that can come up of saying yes. I am because of because of the divorce that I've experienced. God hates divorce, so you know just experiencing shame within the church is, yeah. is a, is a very normal thing for people, yep. it's, but it's, it shouldn't be, it should I not know. be. I it's... know for me, that was a really, really big deal of feeling like I was tainted um, because of this experience that I had. Did you, did, is that, is, does that ring true for you as well?
1: Oh, 100%. 100%. Um, you, you know, the, The judgment I received, um, was just, um, again, not from the people that were there for me, but from others, other relationships that, um, either didn't last or are just very strained. Um, that shame, I think that was probably equal to the grief that I felt like that, Mm. that you know, like something dying inside, you know, that shame was just overwhelming. And I think that there is, there are a lot of misconceptions in, in the church in general about divorce and about how God sees it and about, um, just the whole thing surrounding divorce, how, you know, what it talks about biblically, I personally think that there's a lot of misconception and it has sometimes created a, um, a very shameful judgmental view. Yep. And yeah. um, I, I absolutely think it's heartbreaking. I think it's heartbreaking. I think that um, you know there are people that have already been so fractured by this you know dissolution of this relationship and then they're fractured again.
0: Yes. by
1: the yes. lack of compassion and understanding, um, from people around them that you thought, man, this is supposed to be the safe place. Church is supposed to be your safe place. Yeah. You know, the, the people of God are supposed to be a safe place. And when they're not that, I mean, the, the heartache, the, the questions about faith, the questions about yourself that it can bring up, but the the damage that that can cause. And so maybe that's, maybe that all sounds um, severe, but I have just talked to way too many other mm-hmm. women in, in similar situations. And I just think that cannot be, that is just not how, how God created the church to, to respond to people. Um, so I, I just, I have a really big heart for that too. I have a really big heart for, um, for other women who have experienced that for other women who felt that shame and judgment. And, and, and if there's any, and if there's any women listening to that right now, just know that is not your fault. You were, you were not worthy of that shame that someone else put on you and that, that shame did not come from God. And that's not how he sees you.
0: Absolutely. How, so, so how has that, how has that actively changed the way that you even interact with women in these, in these situations?
1: Um, yeah, I, I think, I I think first of all, it's, it's always, you know, when you talk to another woman who has gone through something like that, there's, there's a connection where you can both go, Hey, I went through that too.
0: I mean, we're having that right now. So, (laughs)
1: yes, totally,
0: totally. and you don't feel alone. Yes, and I think it—it's
1: sort of it begins to sort of um, break apart that shame that's been heaped yeah, on. Yeah. It begins to lift some of the layers off to talk to these other women. For for both me talking to them and then hearing their story, them hearing my story, it lifts some of the shame off. I think bit by bit, just kind of scrapes some layers of shame away to go, oh, you went through this too. and And you begin to see that it really wasn't you who had the problem you know yes. and yes um, yes yes so and it, and it's of course and i think it's it's widened um i i'm not sure the right word for it but it has widened my view of how we approach people who um who maybe have made different decisions than we think they should have or mm. different decisions that we think uh you know different things that that we sort of judge and have this category in our mind. It has also helped me see just a much wider lens for seeing people for where they're at and taking the time to hear their story. I think that's a problem in general in our culture today, but in specifically in divorce situations, um, to be willing to listen to a woman's story. And to be willing to do that with an open mind that says, look, whatever her story is, God loves her and I'm going to love her. I mean, I I think we're not willing to hear people's stories. And um, it's made me, it's made me very in tune to wanting to hear someone else's story that I might not have heard before. And I might have judged and and I can say, wait, just step back. I am just here to hear your story to, to, to show you that, that you matter and that, um, yeah. So I think that's been a big part too.
0: Yeah. Your experience matters. Your story matters. Your testimony is being written right now. And, and it's okay that, that all of the pieces aren't in place right now, that things are still confusing, that things are still messy. That's okay. (laughs) I think it's so important to hear that, especially when everything feels so out of control or it can feel so out of control and that we can feel that we have lost our seat at the table when, yeah. when we've gone through divorce at the church <laughs> and that, that God hates divorce. You know, we've heard that a million times. And And, you know, one thing that for me when I went through my divorce is I was, I just struggled to feel like, man, I'm going to be just as divorced as any divorced person will ever be divorced. (laughs) And I, I, and, and it felt so shameful that, um, that everyone would just assume that my story was just like everyone else's story, um, of, you know, X, Y, Z of why I've gotten divorced. Um, and so, man, that experience can be so challenging where we do need to hear, we do need to hear other people's stories. We need to have the freedom to sh- to be able to share, but also to to. There comes a time too when when the shame becomes. I need to justify that this is okay. I need to right. justify to other yes. people that this is okay. When we can just when we actually need to just release it and say it's not my job to justify. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying. Absolutely. So there's like, there's that balance that is really complicated and very challenging to walk. You know what I'm saying?
1: Absolutely. And I think at the beginning of my divorce process, that was like hard because there were people that the relationships were fracturing. And I just thought, okay, let's just sit down. Can I just kind of want to tell you my story? And it did not take long though, for me to start to see and for friends, you know, to kind of say. I don't think this is helping you. You know, these hmm. people are, you know, just that little quote I've heard, they're committed to misunderstanding you. They're committed Ooh. to the assumptions that they have about you as a person. In other words, they have assumptions about the kind of person you are and the kind of, and, and why you made your decision to divorce yeah. and what must be true about you because of it and how your, you know, how your decision was flawed. If they are committed to those assumptions, they are not a safe person to talk to. And I'm so glad you brought that up. And because it is important to be able to tell your story and to hear a story, but in the context of a safe relationship, in a relationship that you feel is going to be safe to share it, because if it's not, there is no point. There is no point in, in, in further exposing yourself to, to more hurt. You know, that's not, that's not a healthy vulnerability. That's just, um, You know, that's just kind of exposing yourself to to needless hurt from people who are committed to misunderstanding.
0: So, absolutely agree with that. Committed Mm -hmm. to misunderstanding. Yes, that's like heavy stuff right there. Yeah, I I love I love that. Um, my I had a when I when I was going through my divorce, I definitely was experiencing that. I just want to tell everybody because I want them to know X Y Z, and I want them to know my side of the story. I don't want things to be misconstrued or to get out of my own control. Yes, And yep. so I, I was explaining that at one point to my therapist and she had said to me, Ellie, what would happen if you didn't explain it? <laughs> and I was like, that would be the worst thing ever. <laughs> that would be terrible, you know, because it, we can feel so out of control and, and it can feel like it's getting away from us. But it yeah. is not our job to over-explain, to, to, I know. <laughs> to, um, to try to justify even our experience. And so, um, man, I'm so
1: identifying with that. Cause I had yeah. people say the exact same thing.
0: <laughs> like, Aren't you thankful for those people? Yes! Like our therapists and, and friends was, that are like, yes. hey, oh. <laughs> it was so gentle. It was like, you know,
1: do you, how is it helping you Yeah. To what do you think, like you said, what do you think would happen if you just stopped? Yeah. If you let them have all their misconceptions, conceptions, and you focused on the relationships that are pouring into you, you know, like what would happen? So I'm just totally laughing, totally identifying. I had to have
0: the same <laughs> <thought> from people. <laughs> well, I, and I, what I think, what I think it was for me at least, and I'm sure sh- maybe you can relate and I'm sure other people listening can relate to, but it is that feeling of being out of control where, where for me, I felt this, this, this experience was out of my control. The breakdown of my marriage was out of my control. I was trying to make it work, all this stuff, but then just how the series of events happened, all of a sudden it's this freight train. That's just gone. (laughs) The the train has left the station and I can't stop it. And so to try to just let everybody know I did everything I could. X, Y, Z, you know, over just over explaining it. It was my way of trying to gain some control. And I'm actually just sort of prove this is a justified situation, by the way, (laughs) and it's just, it's, that's just shame. And, um, and, and man, if, to be able to hear someone else's story of saying, I'm going through a divorce now, when I hear that, I don't need to say Why?
1: exactly
0: you know what it, happened i i can yep. hear their story but i can just say oh my gosh i'm so sorry yes and that is one thing i appreciated
1: especially about i feel like my church family is um the people at my church um helped in tangible and intangible ways in so many ways they helped but nobody Asked me, nobody questioned me. Well, what happened? Well, what did you do? What's the story? Mm-hmm. Nobody asked me those questions before they helped me. It was just, you're hurting. We're here to help. And Dang. that was huge. That was
0: a huge thing. Yep. Man, I mean, that's that is that's huge. <laughs> that's so important. Yeah, it is. And, you know, we, So it's, it's that, like we said, it's that balance of like, yes, we want to be able to hear people's stories, but also help and encourage and uplift without saying, please justify why I can help you and why you need, why you need support right now. Um, Absolutely. Pain is pain. It is not comparable. There is no classification for it. Yep. We're called to be the church. We're called to love and support and be the hands and feet of Jesus as believers and so, you know, Jesus didn't, Jesus didn't, he didn't, you know, look at somebody who was, you know, somebody who was healing and saying, you know, why did you, why is this the case for you? Yes. Um, I just think of the story of, yes. of the woman caught in adultery Yeah. And, and he went out of his way to say, all right, you who are without sin, then you cast the first stone. So he mm-hmm. went out of his way to say, it doesn't even it doesn't matter what you've done. Focus yes. on you. Focus on your crap before yes. casting That's stones at example. someone else. Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. I love that. That is a perfect example. And, you know, we read that story and we talk about that story as Christians and, Oh, it's so beautiful, but like, how is that being worked out? You know, how is the church working out that story in like the nitty gritty, the, the hard stuff? Like, is that actually happening in real authentic life? Or is it just a really nice story that we talk about, you know?
0: (laughs) And yeah, we should be looking at that because the Bible is applicable and Jesus that's why we have the gospels, you know, it's the Bible says that Jesus is the exact imprint of the father. So when we read about Jesus, when we read about what he did, we are, we're learning and getting to know God. So that, and that is what we are called to do. We are called to be him on this earth as Christians, as believers. So I think such an important takeaway with this is that We have this opportunity to love unconditionally, to love um, without bounds and without, um, you know, (laughs) without judgment with somebody who's hurting and going through stuff. Um, And how beautiful that you have this experience of walking through this really painful time of going through divorce, losing people in your life. Losing, losing people that you thought would be there for you. But now using that as a catalyst to support and encourage other women and other people also going through pain. Divorce, yes, but also just any pain, right? Absolutely. Crazy God that you have that. And I I just really want to affirm you in that. <laughs> Keep going because it's um it's just such a beautiful perspective. And that is what we're all called to do.
1: Yes. And people shouldn't feel like they have to be all alone in their pain. And you can't dig in and jump into someone's pain if they're not ready. And if they don't invite you, you know what I mean? Like you, you have to be careful, Absolutely. but but sometimes to be able to take a first gentle step, just to say, I don't know what you're going through. I'm just telling you, I'm here. You're loved. You're, you know, you're, you're just as loved as you always were and ever will be. And for them to just know that.
0: Yeah. I, I love that perspective so much. What I think is interesting is a lot of times, um, most of the time when I do these podcasts, we start by saying, share a little bit about your divorce story. And we didn't <laughs> do that this time, which I think is so interesting. We just dove into talking about community. And that's so interesting that we didn't do that. And I'm really okay with it. I hope you are yep. too. Absolutely. Especially just in context of what we've what we've talked about here, because Yes, it matters. Our story absolutely matters because it's a testimony now, Yep. but we're not here to justify or say, this is, this is why right.
1: I deserve
0: this. Yep. We all for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We all go through pain. We all go through heartache. And so we all actually still deserve the beauty of the Lord's grace as well. Absolutely. Yep.
1: And, um, I think too. Sometimes, in um, as we share our stories, sometimes we're looking for justice too. You know, if we had, if there was something difficult where where in our situation there were there were wrongs done, it's really easy to want to tell our story to get justice. And so I think for me, it's gotten um, to the point where I want, um, kind of just affirming what you're saying. Um, I don't want my actual story to be, to constantly be this, Oh, let's all get mad about how unjust this was. And it is unjust. And God does see that, you know? So for, for those listening who do have that story, God sees that you are the apple of his eye injustice is, is not far from him. And, and, and he, he loves, you know, um, he loves you and he sees everything that happened to you, um, In the end, your story of how, um, God moves in your pain is going to be far more important than the actual story itself, because that's what, that's what brings you to then pour that into others and for them to pour that into others and to keep that going. And that's, you know, that's really where the, where the life flow is.
0: Preach it such, (laughs) such an important point. My gosh, Dawn, you have so much wisdom. So such a beautiful perspective. I am so grateful for you. Um, one thing, I mean, what what would be one takeaway that you would want to, to instill in a listener um, who is going through what you have gone through? What would be that one takeaway that, that you would want to encourage her with?
1: Um, I guess it would be that, There is truly nothing that separates you from the love of God and there's nothing you've done or haven't done. There's, there's no path of life that you're suddenly so stuck that God cannot fully redeem that you are not stuck in who other people have decided that you are. You're not stuck even in your own decisions of who you maybe have decided that you are. Um, you are fully, um, you are fully free as a child of God to freely receive his love and to fully give his love. And, um, there is no shame in, um, God is not looking at you with shame. He Mm -hmm. is looking at you with the most beloved, deep, profound love of a heavenly father. Um, He's with you every second. Jesus is absolutely right with you. He has never left your side. And um, he is trustworthy to walk you through this.
0: Man. There you go. (laughs) Thank you so much. I needed to hear that. I'm sure. I'm sure other people need to hear that too. I mean, we all need to hear that.
1: that yes. Is, need you to need to hear it. that today I too. Do. I do. I am just going to say, that I
0: need you. to talk about that. <laughs> we all need to hear it. Praise God. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you for coming on today and just for sharing your wisdom, your insight, and and especially just to talk about this important aspect of community and how we can truly be the church to those people going through hard stuff and going through pain. So, yes. thank you for, for thank you for being me. here. Yes, it means so much, and thank you so much, listeners. Um, Don, if there is um, a way that people would like to get a hold of you, um, any like I don't know your writings, anything like that, anything you want to plug, right now, feel free.
1: Uh, sure, I so you can visit. I'm on Instagram at dawnmwrites, that's dawn m That's d a w n the letter m and then the word writes don m writes on instagram and on facebook you can find me at author don marie and you can also check out my website it's D a w n l a u s c h e. d a w n l a u s c h e.com
0: awesome yes i hope everyone checks you out gives you a follow on instagram and um yeah keeps up with what you're doing and what you're going to continue to do so thank you for yes. being here